Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet. All hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Oh, hey, I guess that's me. Oh, yeah, hey. Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And wherever you are, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem America. Today in the What's Hot Spotlight is Brother Yusuf Hassan. Yusuf is the chairman of the 53rd African American Day Parade happening in Harlem this Sunday, September 18th. Hundreds of thousands of spectators, organizations, clubs, and marching bands will be streamed live on HarlemAmerica.com. And this year's theme is Good Health is Essential. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to say that Brother Yusuf Hassan is what's hot. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And to your audience, thank you for having me, my brother. Oh, hey, my pleasure. We're all excited. Uh, my team certainly uh, is excited because uh, uh, we're, we're going to be out there covering the uh, parade. And, and, and this is exciting for you, I'm sure, because this is the first time in two years you'll be able to hit the street. Yes, we were virtual for the last two years, and it was very nice even during the virtual parades. But I'm back, and we are back <laughs> as a community and ready to hit the ground once again and showcase the best of our community. Well, that's a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. So uh, why don't we take the uh, Wayback Machine, and uh, for the audience that is, the, the, well, the audience that uh, may be unaware of uh, the parade and how it got started. Uh, tell us how the African-American Day Parade got started. The parade began after the civil rights struggle. There was a lot of going on during the 60s after Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination and, and other things that went on. Uh, in 1968, a group of young men and women at that time decided to come together and establish the African-American Day Parade. Uh, their first meeting was on 7th Avenue, and um, the parade itself began on uh, the third Sunday in September of that year, which was the 16th, and it was on Adam Clayton Power Jr. Boulevard, and our first Grand Marshals that year was the Honorable Adam Clayton Power Jr. and the Honorable Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm. And it was a great parade that year. And, and the theme that year were Africa's gift to America. Africa's gift to America. Wow. Okay. And during that time, we had some, some great grand marshals and other people that participated in the parade during the uh, 60s and the 70s and the 80s. We had some great leaders out there year in and year out. And the parade have always been a staple in this community for 52 years. And this is our 53rd year. And we only canceled this parade once, once. And that was in 2001 when they had the World Trade Center a tragedy. Uh, we decided to cancel that parade that year in honor of those we lost uh, at the World Trade Center. So, uh how do you propose to keep the parade going for another 50 years? Well, the, the plan is to keep it in the hands of the community. This is a community parade. This is your parade, G. Keith. 
and all those other gentlemen and women that have been working very hard in our community to showcase the absolute brightest and the best of our community, to showcase our unity, our dignity, and our respect and love for one another, as well as honor and commemorate our ancestors on this very, very special day. And my goal is to make sure we get in the hands of the, the younger generation, where they can understand what this parade means because it has a purpose. It's not about a party or a protest, or it's not religious, it's not run by any other groups, but the community itself. And I'm honored to be the caretaker after our last grant of, of president and chairman, Abe Snyder, asked us to take over this parade. And, and he's still living, he's still my chairman, uh, but he's just unable to be with us today. Uh, but we will continue this parade and pass it on to the next generations, and we hope they will carry it on in the same spirit. The parade is free to our community. He doesn't pay anyone, he doesn't charge anyone, and it's voluntarily uh, set up from the community. How did, um, obviously with the name Abe Snyder, he's not uh, African-American, how did Abe Snyder have the forethought and the vision to start the African-American Day Parade in Harlem? Let's be very clear. Abe Snyder is through and through African-American, born in Mississippi. Wait a minute. He is African-American with the name Abe Snyder? Exactly. Really? Thought about it. A real wow. true and deep down African American man. Okay, all yeah. right. And he's a great leader in the community for years and years. And um, you know, I love Abe because one thing Abe used to say back in 2012 and 2013 when he started feeling not as well, he always say to to me and a few other people on the board. I've been on the board like 40 years almost, right? Really. And he said to me, he said, give me Hassan and Melvin, and this parade will carry on because we are not going to deviate from the plan. And the plan is to make sure that we do specific things to make this parade successful by keeping it in the hands of people that love it like we love it. We love our people. And we will continue to do what Abe Snyder asked us to do. And um, we're going to continue to do the best we can to showcase the absolute best of our peoples and highlight them in a light uh, that's different from what we've been seeing here in these days and times. When we hear about Harlem and the Harlems of the communities and around this country, um, you know, we hear all this negativity mm -hmm. about who's got shot, who has got killed, and what happened in the community, negativity. Our goal is to make sure people understand that there are good young people in the community that are striving to be good, go to college, get education, and do the best. There are great people that we overlook sometimes when we show this negative image of the Harlem and the Harlems of this country. So our goal is to keep it positive, to showcase that we're still here. We have young people that are here that are doing the best we can do, and we have grandparents and parents that are still holding their line in these apartment buildings, where they used to call them projects, but they are still there doing the best they can to keep their children out of trouble. And we are here to help them highlight those young men and women that continue to do good in our community. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I was going to ask you, uh, I was at the press conference uh, you had uh, recently, and you, you did this whole thing about grandmothers and, uh, uh, and, and how, uh, how did, tell us about the grandmothers that you spoke about. Well, our grandmothers are some great people and great-grandmothers and great-great-grandfathers as well, uncles and aunts. But my grandmother always told us every year about Thanksgiving time, right? She would sit us down as children in the house, right? And she always said to us, she said, you be kind to people because you just doesn't know who your family are. And that's powerful. And she said, you never hate people. You hate what they do. And so that reminded me of these grandmothers and mothers that are in those apartment buildings over there in Harlem and Brooklyn and Queens and all around the country that are there. And all the tragedy they have faced with the killings of these children and the, and the hardship that they go through. And they're still there trying to hold on to the best that they can. I love them for that because that's the strength and the backbone of the African-American community. We are an experience and a strength. We have experienced everything that you can imagine practically in the history of mankind. If we look at our history back from slavery to now, just look at it and pay attention to it for a second. And then you'll see how we had the strength and the courage to overcome that by continuing to be here alive and well and still striving to do good and be righteous. And this is a blessing. Those grandmothers and grandfathers, they took care of us sometime when the doctors couldn't come to the hospitals and come to the community. We couldn't go to certain places to get treatments. But those grandmothers and grandfathers knew those little remedies and knew how to help us get through those days. And we need to remember them. And that's why I'm honored to be a part of this African-American Day Parade because this is a vehicle. This is a vehicle that will keep our legacy and our heritage alive. Matter of fact, at the last uh, um, interview we had with our great man Dave Dinkins, mm -hmm. uh, before he transitioned, he said at, at, in, in the uh, interview that this is a vehicle that would carry the heritage of our people alive for many, many years. Now, he said, I hope that it stays in Harlem forever. And we've had people right now just saying, you said, why don't you take the parade down on Fifth Avenue? And I'm saying, why? For what reason will we take it on Fifth Avenue? They're saying, we need to take it there because you're getting more coverage from the newspapers and from the television screens and all those type of things. And I say, now, if something happened tragically in Harlem, they would come with the newspaper and the television and the news screens and they would show the negativity. Now, why can't they not bring it to Harlem, which is our home? Everyone has a home. You have Little Italy, you have Little Chinatown, you have Little Haiti, you have all places all around this country that they call Little, Little, Little. But this is big Harlem. <laughs> this is our home, and we should always make sure that our people are looked upon as equal as others when we talk about publicity. When we talk about giving, you know, news coverage, it should also be a balance. Don't show all the negativity. Why not show the positivity as well? And this parade is one of those vehicles that help make this a positive 
experienced for our young people and for our senior citizens. Well, there's no doubt that you love our people and you love our community. Uh, what are some of the challenges and headaches you've had in order to, to produce this parade every year? The biggest difficulty we have is our own, our own communities. We have the wherewithal to do this ourselves. You know, I'm not disappointed or angry with the uh, larger media uh, communities that's not helping us publicize the African-American Day Parade in a positive light. My issue is getting our community to see how important it is for us to support this parade because it's our parade. You know, it's our legacy. It's our history. Most people doesn't seem to understand to donate a few dollars or donate their services or either whatever you need to do that keeps this parade alive forever if we do it in the right way. And that is not dependent upon outside support to make this parade what it should be. That's the biggest challenge I'm having. You know, every year we function almost with just a few uh, monetary support to make this parade happen. But somehow, every single year, it happens. So that tells me something, that it's not just about an individual. It's not about power or those type of things. This is about how much do you love your people enough to sacrifice to make it happen. And uh, I'm honored to be one of those persons that make that happen. We have volunteers that are still coming out to parade that's been here for 30 and 40 years. And they are on wheelchairs. They walk, they're in the wheelchairs and walking canes and and walkers, but they still say, I want to come out and volunteer. <laughs> it's different. It's just, I mean, it's powerful when I see that. And I'll be saying, wow, and it brings tears to my eyes that they love their community and they love this parade just as much as I do and those that work with me. And what type of um, political uh, assistance have you received over the years? Well, our, our political community has always been supportive of the parade. Um, but sometimes I think it's kind of bothers me a little bit when they're not really pushing it as much as other political uh, leaders in other communities push their, um, their, their culture and their, and their history and their uh, parades of this nature. Um, we haven't received much funding from them, much support from them in that area, but certainly we have them out. They comes out every year, and they march in the parade. Uh, and I and I say to them, I say, you know, you come out and you think it's your parade, but it's really about the larger community. Uh, we are not a, a we does not support uh, and endorse political leaders in this parade. If we do that, then it'll be another uh, issue that we will have. Of who we support. We, we, we love all of our politicians, but we hope that it would take a moment to step back and help us make this parade what it actually should be. Um, a, a parade that will showcase the best of our young people and commemorate our ancestors and show that unity and love for us. Um, we vote for them and we do this on a regular basis but sometimes it seems like we don't doesn't see them until voting times, um, and that's kind of hard for me to digest. And I know it's hard for the board to digest. But 
we still love our politicians and our leaders in the community because they are our people as well. And I've learned one thing in this work that we do. What's that? We have to love our people no matter what. We have to care for them no matter what. Even those that are doing things in the community that's not good, they're our children. You know, and they're our community. And if we don't try to work with them and care for them as, you know, as other people might do, then who will? So, but we know that there's some that is not going to comply. And that's, that's, their, that's on them. So we have to step back and take a look at the younger ones, the young children that's coming up. Let them know about our history. Let them know about what we are doing today and let them see the best of us. So it's difficult sometimes to run an organization like this without the support of all of our sectors, business sectors, um, political sectors, cultural sectors, health sectors. We need all of those of different areas to be supportive of this parade, especially our educational systems. We need to be able to educate our own children and we need to have access to capital to make these type of events, especially this parade, successful. And I'm hoping people will wake up one day and see how important it's going to be 50 years from now, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, and happening right here in Harlem. It doesn't matter who moves out or who moves in. We need to keep this parade right here at home. And this will establish that if we do it in the right manner. Having integrity, being honest, and being truthful, and have the, uh, the, the inner strength to say, this is ours, it's from us, we have to produce it. That's why I thank you, Keith, G. Keith, because you have been one of those brothers and staples in the community, and you stepped up to the plate and said, what can I do to help promote this parade? I'm really not expecting the channel newspapers and the channel TV to give us any support with this parade. You know, we'll find out between now and Sunday uh, who's speaking what. But I mean, WBLS has been great. Uh, you know, I love them and I love what you all do with Bob and, and you. Um, but we have to do this ourselves. And I think they're pushing us into this position the larger community are pushing us into a position that we have to begin to establish our own media, our own uh, social contact, and make that happen on our own level. And this parade affords that opportunity for us to see that in a much clearer light, especially since the pandemic and all those areas that we've been dealing with in this year, especially with healthcare. We want to focus in on our positions as well. Well, Brother Yusuf, uh, thank you for that. We're going to take a break right now, and uh, we'll be right back to talk more about the theme of the parade this year. I'm G. Keith Alexander. You're with What's Hot Harlem America, and uh, we'll be right back. Please return. America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Carver Bank, where 80% of every dollar is reinvested in the community. 
Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out. Check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. Harlem America. Where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Well, thank you. So you returned with us. You're back from a coffee break or uh, going to the men's room or ladies' room. So I just want you to know that... uh, you are in good hands here with Brother Youssef Hassan. He is the chairman of the African American Day Parade, which is going on this Sunday, September 18th. And uh, we're going to talk about the theme of the parade right now. So uh, how did you come up with uh, the theme this year, Good Health is Essential? And what does all that entail? Well, we, we focus on five areas that strengthens our community with the African American trade. We have a purpose, and that purpose is to focus in on these areas. We have education, business, health, culture, and government. And we try to focus on those areas each five years to bring our people to a level. This year, we're in the area of health. And the theme comes up, I mean, sometimes you sleep at night, you wake up in the next morning, and, and the theme pops in your head. So, and the best theme out of the group that we try to get to do these things for us pops up, and it came out, good health is essential. And that's important, because coming out of this pandemic, and seeing the health of our community for so many years just seem to be neglected or deteriorated and the discrimination that goes on in the healthcare system for so many generations has caused us to really focus, refocus back on our health with this pandemic. And I think this is a fitting theme and not something that we just made happen. It came around in this, this, this circle that we have of dealing with these five areas and it popped up as health this year. So we decided now to focus in on 
our healthcare providers, the African-American healthcare providers, that are in areas that most of us as African-American community doesn't seem to think that we could go to these facilities and get good care. So we stay in these local hospitals where we have special areas that need to be cared for, like cancer, for instance. You know, he doesn't think that we can go to Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Many times we doesn't think that we need able to go down to, to New York Presbyterian, uh, uh, Mount Sinai or Northwell Health, where people get the best quality of care in most cases. We have physicians and clinicians in those areas that are looking for us to come and be a part of that and take care of us as well. And I'm trying to show people that this is okay. You know, if you have cancer, it's okay to go to Memorial. You might not have the funding, but there's a way now that they're saying that Social Security and other things are paying for those bills. And it's been like that for years. But, and I want us to know that this is okay to get the best treatment. Uh, and so, and not that the Health and Hospital Corporation is not doing a very good job, um, but it's been like that for so many generations. So this year we are focusing on this healthcare and we have some great uh, um, um, healthcare facilities just were bought in and they, they decided that this is right because we're talking about diversity and equity. So I want to focus in on uh, Mount Sinai, you know, which was a great sponsor this year. And we have a great few physicians from Mount Sinai that's going to be a part of this, this parade this year. Um, and they are great. Dr. Pamela Abner is one of our grand marshals. And she is the Vice President of Chief Diversity Operation over at Mount Sinai Health Systems. And we also have um, another great doctor there, Dr. Gary Butts. Uh, he's also Executive Vice President for Diversity at the Mount Sinai Health System. And then we have uh, Sandra Lindsay. I think people doesn't know Sandra. She was the first person to take the vaccination shot here uh, during the COVID. And she's uh, one of our grand marshals, and she's from Northwell Health System, which is important. And then we also have uh, Bernard Robinson. He's the director of the, uh, the um, emergency medical systems of Manhattan from Northwell Health. And, you know, we have Dr. Michelle Henry. She's one of the great, great dermatologists, well-renowned dermatologists from Wild Cornell Medical College. Those are people are great people. And then from Memorial Sloan Kettering, we have, um, you know, Dr. Lewis Boyd, who's an ethicist. And I want him to say, talk about how important it is for people to speak their voices when it comes down to health care in the system. Uh, the persons that are sick and the caretakers of those persons should be the ones to help doctors understand what the patient's needs are. And they are the educators for most of these positions on how to care for their patients. And uh, ethicists help us understand you have the right to say what you want to say and they have to comply to what needs to be done particularly. And we have uh, Nicola Buchanan. She is you know, the director of a diversity at Memorial itself from Human Resources, trying to bring in more diverse communities, African-Americans communities back into the health system. And then we have, uh, Chancellor David Banks, you know, from the school system as one of our marshals because 
Our school system is, 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 is difficult. It's under attack, and we have a lot of children that are sick there, and we want to make sure that um, people understand that, you know, health of our children is also important as it is the health of our adults in these communities. So it's very important that we try to focus in on that area this year. And, and, uh, and you know, I'm a, I work in the healthcare system myself, so happily for 40 years myself. In the mm-hmm. system. And I focus on the spiritual care of our patients, especially pediatrics. And that's why I'm so embedded into the community with the parade, because I think it's important for us to keep the spirit of our people alive on a positive note, as opposed to the spirit of a negative note. So this is what we need to do. We take care of the body, the mind, and the spirit of our people, which is the spirit have always been what sustained us throughout the generations. So that's why we chose good health uh, is essential. Uh, to, uh, to, because of the theme being uh, good health is essential, uh, Turo College of Osteopathic Medicine, we're going to be out there. I'm the uh, Director of Professional Communications with uh, Turo, so we're going to have a table out there as well so that the people in the community can come and get some pamphlets and find out of, about the uh, services of uh, Turo as far as uh, uh creating uh, DOs. DOs are those doctors that uh, they also use, they use, what do you call it, manipulative procedures, uh, methods in order to help cure folks. So we'll have pamphlets out there for that. So look for me at the Turocom table. I'll be there with Harlem America. And uh, so now tell me, what are some of or... Some, some of the highlights that we're going to see in the parade uh, this Sunday. Yes, beautiful. Um, one of the main highlights for me is we're going to have a literacy uh, program set up at the um, St. Nicholas Houses um, playground uh, where the young children in the community come out and get free books, learn about how to do, play basketball, learn other things that keep them kind of healthy as well as reading and writing and getting free material. That's going to be the kickoff of the African-American Day Parade this year. Um, that is going to take place on um, Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard, um, diagonally across from the reviewing stand between 127 and 129th Street, uh, Adam Clayton Powell. That starts at 9 a.m. That's, that's something we've instituted, uh, and we're going to continue to do this on a larger scale going forward. Um, the other thing is we're having a pre-parade show this year uh, at the reviewing stand, which will be at um, um, 125th Street and Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard, um, right in front of the wonderful setup that we have for our seniors and our guests. Um, and we're gonna have some great entertainers out there. It's gonna be a mixture. It's not gonna be all about, you know, just we want to make sure that the senior citizens here, here have a little church service, Monster. Have some gospel out there for them too, as well as some spoken word and need some rap. We want to mix it up in a way that um, everyone will feel comfortable enough uh, to know that we have a good pre parade show uh, right on the ground 
I'm not looking to put people up higher than other people to make people think that they are so important. Most important people to me is our children and our seniors. They're very important, so we want to make sure they enjoy that aspect of the parade. And we have quite a, quite a few organizations and bands coming in from all over the country. We have um, people coming far away from Missouri and Mississippi and, and Georgia and, um, you know, Maryland and Ohio. They're coming in from different parts. And, and what brands my spirit and lifts my spirit the most is to see the little children after they've been dancing and practicing in their little apartment buildings and their community centers all year long and the sisters and their cousins and their uncles trying to keep them together and do step and keep them out of trouble. And then they have no place to showcase what they've learned. But they have a big stage, the African-American Day Parade. And they come from all over. They save their monies during the year, get on a bus, come to Harlem, showcase what they've learned, even those here in Harlem, and then they have knowing they must go to school the next day, and they still come. That makes me really happy to see them happy because they did their best, and now they're on a big stage. And then to see the senior citizens sitting under a tent at the reviewing stand, over 100 senior citizens sitting there having something to eat, and they watch the fruit of their labor past. They see all of the firemen and the doctors and the lawyers and the architects and the judges and the steppers and the, the bands and they see all the other great things, the sororities and the politicians go past. And they said, that's my son. That's my grandson. Look, that's my child over there. Hey, this is me. And grandma sitting there on her, on her walker, relaxed with her helpers and so forth. You know, and they see the firemen go by, the police departments go by. That gives us an opportunity to showcase our group of people in another light. And that's what makes me happy about the African-American Day Parade. Well, you mentioned gospel, and I must give a shout-out to my friend, my sister, uh, Vi Higginson. She has got uh, a, a wonderful organization, the Mama Foundation, and I understand that uh, they're going to be out performing for you as well. Oh, yes. Vi Higginson, the great Vi Higginson, is always a part of the African-American Bay and has been, and she will be singing, and her group will be singing the National Black Hymn. They call it the Negro Black Hymn, but I want to call it the National Black Hymn, lift every voice and sing at the beginning of the parade when we start out from the box. So it's always good to have Mrs. Higginson and her group out there. That's beautiful. So where will the parade start from and where will it end? The parade starts at 111th Street and Adam Clayton Power Jr. Boulevard at 11 o'clock sharp. I mean, at 1 o'clock sharp, excuse me. Uh, the pre-parade show starts at 11. Um, but it's going to start at 1 o'clock sharp from Adam Clayton Power and 111th Street and go straight up 7th Avenue, which is Adam Clayton Power Jr. Boulevard and in at 137th Street um, and make a right at 137th Street to Malcolm X Boulevard, just a little past Harlem Hospital when it ends. So um, it's always been our right. We used to have the route that go to 142nd Street and people give me a lot of flack about why we're not coming up to 142nd Street. 
what they doesn't understand that it wasn't us that did that, that cut that parade route. It was in during the uh, Bloomberg administration that decided to cut all parades by 25% to save the police force and save funding for the city. And so now we have 137th Street. And I'm kind of happy about that, to tell you the truth. You know, <laughs> and not that we won't get further, but by the time young people get up to 142nd Street, they really tuck it out. <laughs> They're really, really tired, and I am too. So 137th Street is, is a nice, good breeze over a little over a mile. And um, count the blocks from 111 to 137. Quite a few long uh, Harlem blocks. Um, so <laughs> to me, it's a good thing for some people. So why didn't you come up this high? Why, why, why? Well, come on out. Come down a little lower. And sit down and bring your lawn chairs out. And sit out and watch the parade. It's your parade. It's your day. Enjoy it. That's what I tell people. We're uh, going to uh, take a pause, and uh, we're going to be right back shortly. But when we come back, I want you to tell us how many floats you have, and uh, we'll talk about more of the uh, highlighting uh, or the highlights of the parade when we come back. I'm G. Keith Alexander. Thank you for listening to What's Hot Harlem America. Don't forget to go to our website because that's where we're going to be streaming on, on Sunday. Uh, go to harlemamerica.com and uh, you check us all out. We'll be running around there. Uh, I, I told my team, I said, you know, we want to have a party within the party. So, <laughs> so we're going to be running around interviewing people and talking to folks about the, their experiences and asking them uh, about the, 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 the fun and enjoyment they, they're having from being at the parade. So we'll be right back in just a moment with Mr. Youssef Hassan. And he's the chairman of the 53rd Annual African-American Day Parade here in Harlem. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business, making your business successful with its own media, is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Harlem America, the home of Coca-Cola Zero. 
You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to Alexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Well, Kimber, you forgot to remind them that they can also download the Harlem America app to their cell phone. They can also, if they have Roku, Apple, Amazon, or um, Android uh, TVs, they can download the Harlem America TV app to their TV. And of course, we want you to check out our website with our various articles and our on-demand content. And uh, we're going to have much more. We're, we're, We're growing by leaps and bounds here at Harlem America. So many wonderful people are are wanting to contribute and, and, and help us grow this network. And I, I thank all of you for your uh, time and, and uh, ideas. And uh, we're going to really, really make this a, uh, a network that is connecting Harlem with the Harlems of the world. So now back to Mr. Youssef Hassan, and let's talk more about the African-American Day Parade, which is happening this Sunday September 18th, starting at 11 o'clock with the pre-parade and uh, 1 o'clock, the actual parade. So, Yusuf, how many floats do you think we have this year? I know how many we have. We have over, we have 25 floats already paid and ready to line up to go. And that's a large group of floats when you have organizations that's walking with them. We have over 188 organizations signed up already for marching the parade. And it's going to be a really large parade. Our staging area between 110th and 114th Street are stacked. Mm. And, um, you know, it's a waiting game. Any parade is really a waiting game. And I say to all of our um, participants and our our audiences that are going to be participating and listening to the parade and watching the parade, be patient. It's difficult bringing everyone out, and everyone sometimes thinks that they are going to start at 1 o'clock. <laughs> That's not the case. A parade has so many moving parts to it. Uh, you know, and we're going to step off at 1 with our grand marshals. Then behind them will be our marshals. Then our honored guests. We have expect a lot of honored guests to come and be a part of the parade. Then we have a flotilla of our floats from our sponsors, the healthcare system. So we want to highlight them as they come as ones that we are supporting this year. Um, so you have healthcare system floats and we're going to have our politicians float behind that. We have, you know, about eight or nine floats going to come out with their groups early in the process. So then we're going to deal with all our civil servants, our police department, black, you know, guardians and, all the other officers of law and state troopers from around the city and around the state. And we're also going to have all our firemen and sanitation workers lining up to come that behind that group. We've got, some people say, why do you have so many police officers coming out so early in the parade? You know, and that's because we want to make sure this praise about having security for our people. We've never had an incident in this parade over all these years, 50-some years, we've never had anyone shot or killed in the line of march at the African-American people. 
And that I attribute to our young security team that's a buffer between the police department and the community. They're always there first to try to say quell everything, to get people calm down, they get out of hand or get, you know, anxious, right? But the, we wanted to get those civil servants out first because if something happens, we want to make sure they're able to get to their duties. And people think that, oh, this is why you have so many. Because this is our plan. We have a plan here. These are our people, but we want to get them into uh, a place where they can help out if something goes wrong anywhere along our parade route. And that's why we do that. So we have all, and then we have our unions. Man, we have all the big unions going to be coming out with their flotilla of floats. And then our sororities, I mean, they've decided to get many floats from the sororities and bring their groups out. And certainly WBLS is going to be there with that float, and it's going to be just a wonderful parade. Then we have the community-based organizations that are part of this parade, and they are always there. Uh, and I try to explain to them a lot that, you know, we have people come from all over the country. We are the host. We are hosting this parade here in Harlem. Let's be kind enough to let those that come from other states get out of the way go home so they could have long travel. When most of us can just go walk around the corner and go back in the house and prepare to go to school in the morning. And the other ones <laughs> have to travel long distances. And I, be, I say that to them. And they say, well, we want to go first. We want, No, you should be in the middle or the last of this parade because you can walk home. Other people have to take transportation back home. So I think it's important for us to see the logistics of how we do this. And Harlem, let me say this very clearly for everyone, to logistically do a parade in Harlem is a nightmare because <laughs> you have a lot of blocks you have to close down. You have a lot of people have to move their cars out of those blocks. And then you have to try to move those blocks out quick as you can. And it's difficult. So I ask people to come and bring their waters, bring their little snacks, and be prepared to wait. It's important. And just have a good time while you're waiting. You know, you go to other places, you have to wait. A parade is, uh, is, is, is difficult when people are impatient and want to go first, want to argue back and forth. Why can't I go in front of this group? It's first come, first serve in those blocks. You know, we used to have a time we have an order, one, two, three, four, five, six, in those blocks, and then sometimes people come late. And when they come late, they want to skip ahead of the person or the groups that's been there for a while. So I say, let's make it where the first come, first serve, you're in this particular block. So it's working out pretty well, and uh, we just got to keep moving after it and making sure we have enough volunteers there to, to keep people calm and and ask them to go get their medicines so they don't have their medications. Go home and get your medication, whatever it is. You know, that stops a lot of violence and a lot of, you know, when, when people acting out, sometimes they forgot to take their medicines. I don't know. So <laughs> we said, go home and take your medicine and then come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever that means, I don't know. But it's a, it's a great day on that day to have fun with the community and uh, see the unity and uh, see us working together is so important to me. What uh, are, are you going to be on a float 
or are you going to be at the grandstands? I'm going to walk with our grand marshals. I'm not. I'm going to be out front with them. Why? Because if they're walking in the parade, I have to walk with them. Because it's important that we show, we don't just say do this. Let's all work together to make it happen. So if I expect our grand marshals who are able to walk, and most of them are, up front, I will be right there with them. And then I walk to the end of the route with them, thank them for coming. And those who want to come back and get the review and stand, I'll go back and jump on their particular floats that they have in the parade. Um, and they're welcome to do so. Um, but I'm going to have my walking shoes on. And certainly, I'm going to enjoy the walk myself. And, uh, you know, yeah, this is what we do. Uh, we live by example. We show by example. Um, I'm going to make sure I touch base with all of our grand marshals and all of our guests to say hello uh, and let them know how much we appreciate them coming out and participating with the African-American Day Parade. Gee, Keith, it's important for us to know this that our community sometimes easily forget who we are and what we do and what we've been to this country and this world, the struggle we've been through. And it's important for us to be able to allow people to know that we are still here and still in that forefront. People want to, you know, you have new people come into this country, it's fine, beautiful. Um, gentrification is happening on certain levels. You know, that's, that's happening. Um, but if you want to be with us, we are here too. And there's room for everyone. And don't think for one minute we're going to allow others to come in and take our heritage, our culture, our land, our house, our homes. And we doesn't say that. No, we are here. And where can you send me? What can you do to me that haven't been done already? So don't think you can ignore me or ignore our community here in America and especially in our Harlem's, not only here in New York, but in Chicago, in LA, Atlanta, Baltimore. Our community have been holding the line for many, many years. And now you want to make it much beautiful and much more better. What about us? You can move in with us, but you're not going to take my home and my life. Mm -hmm. and expect mm -hmm. me to lay back and say it's okay. This parade affords us that ability to do that. I'm not afraid to speak up and say, I love my people too, that's as much as I love other people. And I think all of us should think like that to a certain extent. You know, it's okay, but I have to love myself. I have to take care of my own self and my families. And I have to showcase them in the best light as opposed to the negative light that other people want to show us in. Don't go to Harlem. They're out of Harlem, we gotta move them out and we gotta move. No. We are here and we have good people around. We're gonna be here. We're gonna be here because you can't send us anywhere else. And I've said this so many years to our community. We've been moved from so many places back and forth. From downtown in Manhattan. Right? Right. To Central Park in Manhattan. Right, and they moved us out of there. Now we move to Harlem. Mm -hmm. Now what's the next step? The Hudson River somewhere? <laughs> we can't go any further. 
We have to draw the line right here and right now. And this parade affords us that opportunity to do that. It doesn't matter who moves in or who moves out. Just same as Harlem we have to stay where it's at. Mm-hmm, that's we right. We can't move it out of our cities. Man. We have to keep it there. And we appreciate those who are holding that line. The Juneteenth celebration in Harlem. Mm-hmm. We have to lift that up to another level as we continue this fight to be established in our home. So you can move in, but don't expect all of us to move out of here. We will be here every third Sunday in September. We expect to have the African American Day Parade right here in Harlem, and we hope to bring people from all over the country and around the world to participate in that. And that's important to all of us, not just me. And I thank you. But you are, you are one of those pioneers that's holding the lines that Hal Jackson did, just like Dave Binkins did, and just like Arthur Mitchell. And Arthur Mitchell says something very important that I didn't mention, right? Right. He said at a meeting, an uh, interview we had over at Lindfest Center, he said that, I want to talk to you about this African-American Day Parade now. This gentleman is trying to raise funding for the parade year in, year out. He said, you will go out and get yourself a dinner, buy you something to drink, get something to drink, buy you an outfit, but you never give anything to the arts. He said, without the arts in your life, it's like you're living in a desert. And that was powerful. So he was plugging in the fact that he had two floats in the last parade we had, which was our 50th anniversary. Wow. Homburg and all, he had the whole setup. I mean, he had two, two floats, and he was supposed to be sitting in the chair <laughs> directing his dances. But he, you know, he was in the hospital. He went to the hospital, and he, mm-hmm. he had a chance to see it a little bit from his team that showed him what was happening on the street. But he passed yes. on the same weekend. Yes. And I was so honored interview with um with Arthur Mitchell and, and Dave Dinkins. We're gonna have to leave it here, Yusef. Uh this has been wonderful. The information that you've imparted uh about the African American Day Parade and your commitment uh and and our uh commitment to uh helping this uh stay alive for the next fifty years. Where can someone pick up one of those beautiful t shirts you have on? Ah, go to, our, to go to our store. Go to our website, www.AfricanAmericanDayParade.org. And we have a store there. You can get, listen, you can get all the information you want from the African American Day Parade uh, website. Um, our parade begins with registrations early, like January the 15th, which is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday is when the registrations opens for the African-American Day Parade each year. We're going to have to leave it there because we're running out of time, but I want to thank you so very, very much, Yusef, and we'll see you out there on Sunday at the African-American Day Parade. And I'm G. Keith Alexander, thanking all of you for listening and come back again next Friday. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. And don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you've walked a mile in his or her shoes. Have a great day and a better one tomorrow. Bye-bye. Take that, take that, take that. Uh-huh.
Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening. Oh, oh, oh.